Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. It's Wednesday, February 1st. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Republican Congressman Sam Graves says he's going to use his position as chairman of the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee to support a plan to improve a major interstate in Missouri. And we've been talking about widening I-70 for years in the state of Missouri, and and it looks like the governor is really getting behind it, and he's obviously putting money uh, where it needs to be. We'll hear more about the Missouri congressman's goals and expectations in just a few minutes. A Missouri Teachers Association is against two education bills making their way through the legislature. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, the measures deal with open enrollment and a parent's bill of rights. Both bills have already made it through a Senate committee and are priorities for Republicans this year. Mike Wood, lobbyist for the Missouri State Teachers Association, said there are concerns that the open enrollment bill could lead to the consolidation of smaller school districts. What you will hear in the hallways about open enrollment is that it is a voluntary program. Districts do not have to participate in the program. That is true for accepting kids, but it is not true for kids leaving your district going to another district. Speaking on the Parents' Bill of Rights, Wood said the penalty provisions within the legislation means districts will submit, quote, more than enough information to avoid jeopardizing state aid, and that could take time away from teachers. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. The Missouri legislature might place an additional limit on firearm usage for minors. Republican Representative Lane Roberts of Joplin is including the limit in crime legislation that would require minors to have adult supervision if they have a gun in public. The Post-Dispatch reports it's part of a recommendation from a bipartisan working group. Missouri's constitutional carry law went into effect in 2017. It allows residents to carry a concealed weapon without a permit. The law does not include an age restriction. An Illinois appellate court has narrowly upheld a decision that prevents the state's assault weapons ban from taking effect in some places. Alex Degman reports. The Effingham County Circuit Court issued the ruling based on four counts. The 5th District Court of Appeals agreed on one of them. The law violates the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause in part because some people, like police officers, would still be able to buy the weapons. Attorney Tom DeVore, who sued over the ban, said on Twitter that this applies only to the parties in his lawsuit. So if somebody living in Rock Island, Illinois, that's not a party to that case in Effingham. It doesn't apply to you automatically. Please don't. There's people out here that shouldn't be talking that are trying to confuse people. The appeals court did not, however, agree with the lower court's other assertions that the law violates the single subject rule, the bill wasn't introduced and read properly, or that the plaintiffs were denied due process. I'm Alex Dagman. A federal civil rights complaint is alleging hospitals in Missouri, Illinois, and Kansas illegally discriminated against a Missouri woman by denying her an emergency abortion last year. The National Women's Law Center has filed the complaint with the Department of Health and Human Services. It claims multiple hospitals violated a section of the Affordable Care Act prohibiting sex discrimination when they denied Melissa Farmer an abortion after she experienced life-threatening complications at 18 weeks of pregnancy. Farmer eventually obtained an abortion at a clinic in Illinois, roughly 300 miles from her home. The hospitals were not named in the complaint. The conditions for animals in the custody of St. Louis County appear to have improved, 
now that the Animal Protective Association of Missouri is in charge. More from St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman. The county shelter in Olivet had been a source of controversy for years. Dogs did not get enough walks or enrichment, and officials were accused of needlessly euthanizing healthy animals. The county eventually decided to outsource operations of the shelter. It signed a five-year, $16 million contract with the APA last March. The APA's executive director, Sarah Javier, applauds the county's move. The expertise just isn't there. Um, We have people who are veterinarians, animal care techs. Um, They specialize in working with animals. The organization officially took over operation of the shelter December 5th. Javier says since then, 232 animals have been adopted. That's up from 70 over the same time period last year. I'm Rachel Lipman, St. Louis Public Radio. A St. Louis urban farm is using $350,000 of American Rescue Plan Act funds to provide other urban farmers in North County with tractors, rototillers, and other tools. The money helps with harvesting and transporting produce to an area considered food insecure. Daria Keyes is with the urban farming organization A Red Circle. She says new farmers will also have the opportunity for professional development. We set you up with basically everything you need as a farmer, so like financial support, um, mental health resources, anything you need to know about harvesting vegetables, uh, animals, and to battle food insecurities. Key says the federal COVID relief money will increase access to fresh and healthy food for communities in North County. Republican Congressman Sam Graves is the new chairman of the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee. The Republican says his leadership position can help the northern Missouri-based 6th Congressional District and boost the entire state. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more from Graves about his goals and expectations. As chairman of the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee, Graves has a lot of influence over how money is spent on highways, airports, and public transportation. And he says his new role will help Missouri meet its infrastructure needs. So I'm going to be working with uh, the administration, um, the governor's office, obviously, and, and the legislature to do everything we can to maximize those dollars coming back to the state. Graves says he spoke with Missouri Governor Mike Parson about his plan to devote $859 million to widen parts of Interstate 70. That was a centerpiece of the GOP chief executive's State of the State address in January. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and the time is now. Graves says he's committed to trying to find federal funds to help bolster the highway that stretches from St. Louis to Kansas City. We're in the process right now of looking into every avenue we can possibly find to be able to find dollars to uh, to make I-70 um, more safe, uh, to add those lanes. We all know how, um, how busy I-70 can get. If you're traveling back and forth between Kansas City or St. Louis or going to Columbia, the University of Missouri, whatever the case may be, um, and then all that traffic that's going across the country, you know, funnels right through uh, I-70. And so we want to make it safe. And and we've been talking about widening I-70 for years in the state of Missouri. And, and it looks like the governor is really um, getting behind it. And he's obviously putting money, uh, you know, where uh, uh, where it needs to be. Some critics of the I-70 proposal contend that widening a highway should not be as big of a priority as other transportation efforts, like bolstering money for public transit. 
Graves, though, says there are clear benefits to the entire country for pursuing such a plan. You know, eventually it may go by train or it may go by plane, but sooner or later it's got to go by truck. It's got to get to to the uh, uh, to the end user by a, by a truck, and that's down our highways. And we want to make sure that those are uh, as safe as uh, as they can be. So there's different dollars, there's different silos of dollars, and and uh, to be quite honest with you, um, public transit gets a lot of money uh, from the uh, from the federal government, and we need to make sure that we have uh, other priorities as well. Graves is taking charge of the Transportation Committee at a contentious time in American politics. Republicans have a small majority in the House, but are split on a number of key issues. And Democrats still control the Senate and the White House, which could temper GOP priorities. But Graves doesn't feel like the next two years will be devoid of accomplishments. He noted that he was able to pass meaningful legislation in the 2010s as chairman of the Small Business Committee. That was a time that also featured a divided Congress. And we're going to be a work committee. We're not going to be a show committee. You know, we're not going to be not going to have all the cameras in there and doing all of the the uh, the fanfare like oversight or judiciary is going to be doing. We're going to have to be you know, we're going to have to get these reauthorizations done. And, and you have a better product when you work with both sides, when you you know ask for that input, you know, give me your ideas. Let's come to a compromise. Let's figure out what the middle ground is. Graves has not talked with President Joe Biden about his transportation-related priorities yet, but he says he plans to and is also expecting to exercise more oversight on infrastructure legislation that the president signed into law in 2021. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.